If you're anything like me, you've always had a sense that there was more to life, that there was more than what you saw, what you had experienced and what you had been exposed to. I never knew exactly where this yearning, this desire came from for more. And I didn't know exactly what that more was. I just knew that there was more for me. Well, God created each and every one of us with a specific purpose in mind. And that purpose, that's your more. See, there's more for me and there's more for you. So as we journey and draw closer to God, we'll get to know him. And as we get to know God better, we'll get to know ourselves better and understand ourselves better. And that's when it all begins to work together and it will be revealed to us. We will discover what the more is that God has for us. So let's continue to journey together. And as I discover the more that God has for me, I'm confident that you too will discover that God has more for you. Let the journey continue. Welcome to More For Me with yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on? Welcome to the studio. If this is your first time, glad you stopped by. If this is not your first time, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Either way, it's an honor and a privilege to have you join me here in the studio. And I say thank you for making the time to kick it with your girl. This week, this episode, it's not regular. This is different. It's special. Guys, it's the 100th episode. So hats off to the 100th episode. There are tons of things that we could have uh, talked about and done and like fireworks and all this other stuff. But I just bring you this good old smile and mild energy, <laughs> not even high energy. <laughs> um, this week, uh, actually, so I had a very, uh, a very difficult week, it's kind of a theme going on here. Um, if you are a a homie and listen to or watch the show every week. Um, on last Monday, record on Sundays for the most part. So on Monday, I had to put my dog down and it's my first kid, my baby. Um, so it was a very, very rough, sad, heavy week. Honestly, um, I literally have never experienced a sadness or a sadness no tea on sadness. Uh, I've never experienced that level of sadness, um, grief, or like heaviness. Um, it was very hard. And grief is a process and a journey, if you don't know, just like much all of life. I know I'm only at the beginning of it, but legit, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, find myself unable to function normally and move about and so on. So to my homies out there, I appreciate your prayers. But the good news is I was able to share that with you without crying. I don't think I've ever cried that much in my life either. Um, but needless to say, this way you're going to get this mild energy because it just is what it is. But I knew that I had to come before you and let us chop it up, chop it up. So if you don't know what goes on here, we try to get together weekly and talk about life, what's going on in life, the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, uh, lessons learned, strategies to apply, all that jazz, because life is a journey. Um, but on this journey of life, I believe that we are all headed to a destination, a destination of more that God has for each and every one of us. At some point, I realized that there was more 
like more to life, more in life. And that was available to me. But then also realized that there were a subset of people around me that didn't realize that God had more for them too. So I committed to using this vehicle, uh, the the podcast, the the video, um, thanks YouTube, uh, to 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 connect with folks and spread the message of hope and possibility. I understand that everybody doesn't have the same spiritual affiliation. Uh, me. I'm a Christian, a follower of Christ. And so that's where uh, my heart is. That's where my my strategy, my tactics, my approach is rooted. And that doesn't hold true for everybody, but I do believe that, that you still can have hope and possibility, even if you don't know or believe in my God. Um, of course, I do believe that that there's that there's more in making that connection but if you have a different connection or no connection at all, that still doesn't mean that you shouldn't have hope, that you should know that there's more in life. There's more to life than whatever you face, whether you are on the the, the highest mountain that you've ever been on, or you're in the, the lowest valley that you've ever seen in your life, that there's a reason to continue to live on, to breathe, to make a difference, um, to press towards um, a, a future, a brighter future. So that's the lens in which I share. And hopefully uh, through these hundreds, hundred episodes, which includes today, that you'll be blessed with something that encourages you to um, pause, take a moment, stop, think, reflect, and do something different so that you can get a different outcome, one that you're uh, pleased with. With that, what kind of approach are we taking today? Is there like a special topic, some themes? Y'all want to look back and do some outtakes? No, 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 no. That will require too much work of French. <laughs> so it's just going to be me recapping a few things. Really, uh, let's call it 10. I'm going to talk about 10 things that I believe over the course of these uh, two years in recording that um are really consistent themes or just very great nuggets and takeaways. Like if you only could listen to one episode, what are some nuggets that you can take with you in life? Put them in your tool bag and keep it going. All right. So y'all ready for those 10 things? Get my little list here. Number one, invite God in. Everything starts with God. Um, so uh, I have a relationship with God and would encourage you to uh, establish a relationship with God. And so uh, inviting God in assumes that you you know of God, you acknowledge and, and receive that, that there is a God. So to invite God in. When I say invite God in, um, like into your life. So you're like, man, there's a higher power. There's something bigger than me. I was created by someone or something like you have this knowledge. But my understanding, there's one God who created all. He's responsible for all good. He loves me. He created me with a purpose. And the purpose and assignment, the calling that he has for me, um, the cool thing about it is that he wants to partner with me in my lifetime and help me along the way to fulfill that assignment, um, to fulfill my purpose, to reach the point, the destination of more, if you will, that he has for me. 
So when I say invite God in, it's not just knowing that he exists and that he is, but to know that he wants to partner with you from the smallest things to the biggest things. And although this is something that I've been doing more often and growing in, in the year of 2022, it's a different level for me where I've invited God into spaces places and opportunities to make choices and decisions in a way that I never have before. And as a person who uh, is drawn to to being right, um, to, for me, it's not necessarily being perfect. Uh, some people would say being a perfectionist, but for me, it's more so meeting my expectations, which I tend to set um, unusually high. <laughs> so to meet my unusually high and somewhat unreasonable expectations, those are the things that I like to do. So be to be able to invite God into those spaces and realize that it's not all on me and that I can accomplish a lot more with him than I can by myself. And so that first thing is for us to make the time to invite God in. And so for some people that may be listening or watching today, you may be inviting God into your heart for the first time and accepting who he is and the gift of salvation that he has for you. For others, it's accepting that you are his and that he wants to do life with you and so that you actively begin to partner with him. One of the things that I believe is that practice makes progress. And so you may not be where you want to be or where God called you to tomorrow, but you can practice that thing and begin to invite him in in the smallest of things. I remember uh, trying to uh, decide what I was going to eat and asking God for his input because stewardship is also of this temple that he gave me. So to invite him into those decisions that you cannot have that, it's okay to have that, you know, moderation about some of the, the things that I love, like Andy's frozen custard, right? And so invite God in, not to just one place, but into your life um, is the first thing to share. The second thing is to be honest with yourself. Self-reflection is the best reflection. But when reflecting, you have to be willing to be honest. What do I see in me? Um, what, what results do I get based upon how I move today, right? That I can see myself and tell the truth about what I see. That I can hear myself talking to someone and or even my thoughts about things and be able to honestly reflect. Like, hey, that's not acceptable. That's not exactly what I'm shooting for, right? Um, I'm not perfect as I am, but there's room for me to in improve and evolve. I can be honest about other people in situations, right? Like, hmm, maybe this friendship or this relationship wasn't the best one for me or not what God had intended for me. Being honest with yourself. Maybe I don't look good in white, which I wear most of the time on this, <laughs> on this show, right? Be honest with yourself. Take the time to look and assess. What do you think? What do you feel? Where is God um, leaning you in terms of your understanding? What wisdom and discernment uh, do you have over, over a situation or whatever it is that you may, be, you may encounter? But honesty, be honest with yourself. I remember um, early on, and I'm well known for being honest with people. That it is very easy sometimes to be honest with other people, um, but uh, even I would be one that would deceive myself or pretend or try to downplay things. But it is a it is a skill, but definitely a necessity to learn to be honest with yourself. Next, we have know yourself. 
And so I think that you have to be honest with yourself. And if in that honesty, then you can begin to know yourself because you will accept what it is that is revealed and or what is seen, but know yourself. Who am I um, to know who Kat Nicole is and how I came to be understanding um, the the nuances of my personality and some things that, um, for example, my desire for control or organization, that what are those things uh, connected to and what are they rooted in? Some of the, <laughs> some of the very interesting and or deep rooted things about myself, I am realizing this year um, because they were attached to, to trauma or hurtful things in the past, that they actually aren't the greatest parts of my personality and I don't like them myself. Um, and, and finding myself in this season, wanting to distance myself, uh, from some of those things. Um, how was that? It was like listening to a podcast or at a conference or something. I don't remember. Um, but was challenged with the, with the task of, I was listening to a book, listening to an audiobook. Thank you. Um, but I was challenged with the task of envisioning like my perfect week. And in, and in doing so, the author, he recommended that if you had trouble doing that, then you could start with a more, quote unquote, simpler task. But thinking about what is your ideal vacation look like? And when you think about your ideal vacation, what would you, be, what would you do? That's a um, the beginning of kind of tapping into what would I enjoy and what would be will be ideal. And so I started with the vacation side of things because like a full week in the ideal world, that just seemed like a bit too much and overwhelming. And I was like, I have no clue. And so when I began to process what an ideal vacation looks like, uh, it was funny because I could think about times when my husband and I um, kind of bumped heads because my everyday self is not the self that wants to show up on vacation. And so um, <laughs> one, uh, instance in particular, when we went to London, I think it was in 09, we went to London and we both like planning, have an agenda, boom, 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 get her done. Well, we got there and he had this really intense schedule for us. And it was like planned out all of these things we we're going to see and going to do. And we're walking around and it was very, very tiring. And we actually had got into an argument somewhere in the streets of London. But ultimately we had decided that it would be best for us to part ways <laughs> and that he would drop me off back at the hotel and then go around the city sightseeing and walk his legs until they fell off while I was in the hotel and did what I wanted to do. He went and did that. And point of information, it's not that I didn't want to do anything, but this was all like historical touring. Um, that's not my jam. And so it was boring and we were just walking, walking, walking. At that time, like I stood and walked all day for work. So to go on vacation and do that same thing, I'm like, these legs of mine do, do not call that a break. And so I went back to the hotel room, laid in the bed and watched TV. And he toured London. That's what's up. We did go out and do other stuff eventually, but I was like, I will not every minute of this day do this with you. And so 
in our regular lives, maybe he thought that was a good idea and that I was going to enjoy <laughs> walking London, bumping into strangers, trying to take pictures because he does not pay attention, bumping into people while he's trying to capture beautiful sights. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to rest and chill. And so I'm kind of leaning into this idea that that's more so how I want to roll and operate. Um, so yeah, knowing myself as I peel back the layers and truly discover um, what do I prefer versus what do I do out of necessity. And that's at some point in time, yes, you do need to do what you have to do because of necessity, but you have to be able to distinguish between things that are just being done habitually and things that need to be done. And so that's happening for me in this season. It, on your journey, it looks different at different times, but knowing yourself, like just who who am I? Um, you go to uh, one of my Julia Roberts movies. I think it's Runaway Bride. I love Julia Roberts, but she didn't know how she liked eggs because every man she dated, she just ate eggs the way that he ate eggs, right? So you got little things like, how do I prefer like to, to eat my eggs? What do I like to do with my spare time? What type of cuisine do I like to, you know, what do I value in life? Like, what are my core values? All these things like know yourself. Who is cat? Who, who did God call me to be? Know yourself. Take the time. You are valuable and important and unique. Don't brush that to the side to pick up an identity somebody else tries to assign you. Know yourself. All right. The next thing. Number four. Believe. Now, this one is a big thing for me. And I think the year 2022 it is showing up tremendously. I definitely can say that this year, um, and maybe I haven't talked about it as much on some of the episodes, but I have begun to believe God, to believe in him, in what he has placed inside of me, in what he has for me, and what I have access to. I've begun to believe like never before, and God has not failed me. It's one thing to say a thing, but it's one, another thing to believe that thing. I remember earlier on in my, my faith journey that I would not really talk about it, but the reality is, as I read the Bible, I believed that the Bible was true, but I didn't believe that it was possible for me, right? So it's true, but not true for me. And so to really grab a hold to the promises of God and believe that that is what I have access to as a child of God is a whole different thing. Understanding that there's nothing too small or too big um, that you can invite God into. I know like with my parents, um, literally my mom and my dad, even with my older siblings, because I have older siblings when I was younger, uh, especially like high school age even my early collegiate days, but for sure in high school, I had strategy rolling about who I would ask for what. And like my older siblings were working, my, my, my sister and my oldest brother, for sure, when they were working, I knew like, okay, this much money, they'll help with this. I can ask for this and they'll want to come through, especially when I tell them what it's for. But to really, um, <laughs> <laughs> to really believe God, not to think about him like my mom and my dad and my sisters and brothers, that if I ask for this thing, I'll be able to get it. Um, so not try to strategize and say, hmm, 
I think God for sure wants to ensure that I uh, have access to food, right? But he's not really concerned about my vacations. He's not concerned about me having uh, like my joy or like what he is and what he's not into and really giving uh, my giving God access to all of me um, allows for me to to believe that he wants to be involved in every aspect of my life and not just a portion of it. And more so than the belief that he wants to be, I had to undo the idea that he didn't care. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, so it was more so undoing the negative thought that, oh, he doesn't care about stuff like that. Well, he never said that. He's never expressed that to me. So it was up to me to invite him in. And, and that invitation in was 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 rooted in my belief that he does care. He is concerned with the big things, the little things. Um, think about no no job too big, no job too small. With father and son, give us a call. I think that might be like a Michigan uh, ad that ran, but it's definitely a jingle. Um, <laughs> but that guy is, he's concerned about the details and he wants to be intimately involved in every aspect of my life. Um, and so if you don't know what to believe, uh, I challenge you to pick up your Bible, pick up a Bible. Um, if you do not have a physical Bible, uh, you have you version is a Bible app and or there are other forms of the Bible that are available electronically. Ask my homie Google. He will provide you with several options, but pick up a Bible and begin to read. You read the word of God to understand the character of God, as well as the, the promises of God and what he intends for us in this life. What did he want us to know? So read the word and you begin to um, see the many opportunities that you have to believe in God, not just that he is, but um, what he has for us and what he wants for us in this life. And so my challenge to you is to believe, not just to say, because um, can't believe it or not, let me talk about belief. Um, there are things that I have in my heart and that I've even written down before. Some was hesitant to share with other people because uh, I didn't believe that they could, that they, that they could come to pass. And it's nothing like working towards something that you don't, <laughs> you don't even fully believe in. It'll definitely never manifest that way. Right. So it all starts with the belief. Number five, obedience equals success. This is one of the uh, earlier episodes, um, but I think a lot of life, especially uh, pressures from the world, is to be successful. And in embarking upon this journey to say, hey, I have a voice and a thought and something that I want to share with the world, 100 episodes in, I still have to remind myself that obedience equals success. That what success looks like to me is truly defined by God that he gives me very specific tasks and things to do. And it is up to me to obey. I have to make that decision that I will obey what he has called me to, what is he, what he is specifically asking of me. And that is what makes me successful. Um, I would definitely say <laughs> over the past two years, uh, even this year, I recently just uh, unofficially took a, uh, a break from social media. And a part of that is because I got lost and I don't necessarily post that much. And I don't, I'm a very private person. So um, well, you can't tell about me sitting here chopping up and running all my business, but I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty private. Um, and so I'm thoughtful about what I share and definitely am not inviting people into our every waking second and moment. And you don't see my kids on social media, things like that. Um, but I still got caught up. And so distracted by the task of like posting and at times watering down the message that God was giving me. And so I just stopped because 
when it was convenient, like I was running out of time and capacity um, in the mental space. But literally, uh, what did God tell me to do? And it was like a week or two in a row. And it was just like, this isn't what he told me to do. Like, this isn't what he told me to do. Um, and even sitting here today and recording this episode, um, I have to hang on to being obedient, like hold on to it. That being obedient is what's going to render me successful. Our family, uh, we live, we operate Team Thompson to hear well done, right? At the end of the day that we will go before God and he will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And he would commend us on the stewardship of our lives, of our family, of the call, the gifts that he placed inside of us. And I can't get to that place by meeting the expectations of the world, world, excuse me, without consideration of my God and what it is that he's asking of me. So obedience equals success. I think, um, as my, my mom <laughs> reminds my daughter daily, obedience is key. It's definitely uh, very important in your spiritual walk, but then just in the natural life in general, you don't obey laws, you go to jail. You don't obey at work, you don't get promotion. You also end up getting fired, right? Um, so <laughs> in a very practical way, it works. But just in general, um, that being obedient is going is what's going to make you successful. And I, I definitely, again, remind myself of this in my in my walk because you can get distracted by what other people desire for you, what is trending, what's cool, but I, I have to do what I'm called to. And it's not always easy. It never is easy. <laughs> it has, at least it hasn't been for me. It hasn't been easy, but to continue to press and to be obedient to what God has asked of me. Next thing, don't do life alone. Now, I come here and I'm like, yo, what up, homie? Kicking it with my homies every week. And it is it's not to say I just got a million new best friends. No, but... <laughs> That familiarity is to remind you that you are not alone. There are people in the world, like God created us for community. Whatever you do, don't catch yourself doing life alone. Don't overdo it and try to do life with everybody. Excuse me, I'm definitely not on that team. However, you need to make sure that you don't do life alone. Who's a part of your core? Who's on your homieship? Who are your homies? Whatever you want to call it. Like, who can you do life with? Doing life with somebody, um, like the people that I reached out to, whether it was via text, whether it was before putting my dog down, like all these things, like that's who I do life with. And I didn't reach out to every single person, but I had a community of people to support me, to help me see through, to allow for me just to cry, to allow for me not to have anything to say. Who are you going to do life with? And I just... <laughs> I not only want to do life with, with people when things are bad, but who can I do life with when things are good, right? The day before putting my dog down, I had a niece born into this world. Who can I do life with to celebrate and share like this beautiful young lady, woman of God to be literally was born right before my dog died. And I have such sweetness to surround this sorrow and to, to help, uh, <laughs> keep me smiling and laughing and seeing these cool pictures that come through my text thread every, every now and again. Um, but to be able to do life, all of life with somebody, do not do life alone. 
you definitely need to be discerning about who you choose to do life with. You want somebody that's going to um, encourage you and push you in the direction that God is calling you to. Not somebody that's going to come come against what you're trying to do and either undo the progress that you made or hold you back. So don't do life alone. Seek to gain from every opportunity that you face. I believe it wholeheartedly. Everything we face is an opportunity for us to become a better version of ourselves. That's the good stuff and the bad stuff. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Andrea Lawful Sanders, um, one of her nuggets from her keynote at a conference that I was at, she's take the good, <laughs> find the good to glean from everything. What can you get from it? Extract something from the lesson and move on. Make sure that you look for the opportunity to improve. Sometimes when you do really well, there's still something to learn and to gain. But definitely when you feel like you're hitting speed bumps, hurdles and all that jazz, you want to look and say, what can I learn here? This sucks is not an answer. <laughs> I think I told share with you guys that uh, as five was getting uh, as we were visibly noticing and receiving reports from the doctor that his health was deteriorating, my prayer was that we would be good stewards of his life. So in, in losing him, in seeing this coming on, like, what did I learn from that opportunity? I think that in a different season that I wouldn't have necessarily been a good steward of his life, but I would have maybe made some different decisions that didn't necessarily equate to good stewardship. Um, but I think that we did, we did steward his life well. So even though there, it was a loss and death, what, what did I learn and what did I gain from that? That's still something that I'm working through and processing through, but literally it's not just, uh, not just something that's good to say, or sounds good, a good challenge, but that I actively engage in it. What can I learn from? How can I become a better version of myself from this situation, from this circumstance? Next, your mental health matters. We've talked about it. I've been real committed to it, y'all. We months in the game, but I still am very committed and very proud of the progress that I've made with my mental health. Still kicking it with my therapist. Yes, yes, yes. And actually recently in the season, I was telling my sister just last week that if I were not in therapy, I would not have been able to navigate this season of loss with such grace. <laughs> um, like, man, you handled that bad thing really well, which doesn't necessarily sound like a compliment, but it is. Um, and I think that uh, even though it has been like the worst experience of my life to date, um, that I've been healthily, man, the lead word's been getting my tongue lately. You see that? I've been doing my best to navigate those waters um, and handle them well, um, given that's utilizing my resources, acknowledging my emotions, sitting in them. But like mental health matters. I didn't expect for uh, something happening to my dog, not just something, my dog dying, to take me off the game in such a way. But your girl couldn't work. Um, I did eat and didn't like shut down completely, but I don't have all that. I don't have all that energy for you right now. I'm not necessarily bouncing off walls and all this other stuff. Like, a little chill. Taking it taking it slow, taking it easy. Um, kind of falling back on 
communicating with the entire world at this time, not as chatty as I normally am, but um, acknowledging that I am just a person. I am only human. And that this, this too shall pass, but in this season, this is just where I am right now. And so I encourage you to take your mental health seriously. If you don't, um, if you don't have a therapist or somebody, seek one out. Sometimes a conversation with a friend will do, but sometimes a conversation with a professional is needed. And uh, I encourage you not to hold back from doing just that. It doesn't have to be something wrong in order to talk to somebody. Uh, just like your physical health, I hope that you go to the doctor at least once a year, get your annual exam checkup um, for your eyes, uh, your, your, your family practitioner, and whatever specialist that you may need based upon your gender and or other ailments and health, blah, 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 blah. But let's add your mental health to that. Your mental health is just important as your teeth and your eyes. You feel me? So next thing, slow down. Slow down, literally is the point, not talking to myself. Uh, but I have found that I move so fast that at times there's so many things that I miss out on. Moving too fast, I'm, I've missed out on some good, some bad, some lessons, um, learning, growing, and that if you just slow down enough, you actually can accomplish more. Um, one of those ways is like through Sabbath. Uh, this year, I've been taking Sabbath a lot more seriously and trying to honor those days. A Sabbath day of rest that you work, you work, you work, you work. However, you do need to ensure that you take a break from your regular work, connect with God, worship, um, and be in tune with him so that you can be refreshed and replenished. Um, so make sure you slow down. A lot of different ways that you can do that. But you have to slow down. Slow down in your processing, your thinking, your reaction and responding to people. Just make sure that you are slowing down. <laughs> Plenty of episodes on that. So go ahead and jump in those archives. But slowing down is major. Make sure you're doing it. I think this is the last thing here. Last but not least, be committed to what God has called you to. Be committed to what God has called you to. Um, this is not necessarily a lesson of the past, but it is a current lesson <laughs> for me uh, in the journey that I must be and encourage you to be committed to what God has called you to. It may not be easy. It may not be fun at times, but being committed to the call um, I was telling French that I wanted to do something different with, with my Sundays, uh, which would be not to record these episodes, um, <laughs> which is funny as we sit here recording. Um, but I was telling him that, and uh, thanks to my healthy community, uh, the conversation that we had thereafter, which really was just him um, sharing some insight and wisdom with me and me receiving it, uh, but to be committed to the call, whatever that is, and that going back up this list, right? That obedience equals success. And if God has called you to do something, um, you have to make sure that you're obedient over um, technically your feelings, the perceived results and impact that something is having. And so whatever it is God is calling you to, whether it's something in a season, I remember 
there was like a year or two where I stopped listening to secular music, like all secular music, just literally did not listen to any of it. That was a season of my life. And so I was committed to that thing for that season while that was the, while it was the call. But then there are other things where there's your, um, your calling, your life, your purpose, your assignment, make sure you remain committed to what God called you to remain committed. Sometimes it's easy to get distracted and or be derailed or discouraged. But if you surround yourself with a healthy community, then you have people that are around you, cheering you on, encouraging you, but also being there to remind you of your call and not to hold your hand as you walk away and go eat a tub of ice cream with you. No, it's that friend is like, no, don't pick up the ice cream. Let's go ahead and walk around this track. Um, no, there's a friend that sits across from you, still on his phone, but producing this <laughs> podcast, right? Um, so make sure that you're committed to the call that God has for you. So those are the 10 things that I wanted to remind us of and share today as we um, dig into this 100th episode. How many more will come? I don't know. But I do know that I appreciate you being here today, right now, in this moment. Uh, I don't take it lightly that you uh, chose to spend a few ticks here with me. There are a lot of things that you could be doing, but to be a homie on this homieship, uh, I think that it is a, a great place to be and I'm honored to have you here. I do hope that this episode blessed you. There's some takeaways that you have that you could even share with somebody else, whether you want to share the actual episode or just a few nuggets. If something is good, we shouldn't keep it to ourselves. And I bless that this was good to and for you. Until next week, 100 down, we'll meet 101 Dalmatians next week. Remember, God has more for me and God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. With everything that we face in life, both good and bad, we are presented with an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves. It's up to us, though, to make the time to seize those opportunities. I hope that this episode helped increase your level of self-awareness, encouraged you, and even challenged you. Now, I would like to connect further with you. There are a few ways in the show description that you can do just that. Make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode. You can also rate and review the show. Thank you so much and continue to journey with me.